Hey folks, it's available, the 5G Deployment Plan. That's right, the 5G Deployment Plan Handbook. I have the ebook out there for you, an Amazon paperback, a full color 8.5 by 11 inch version, the Amazon Kindle version, the full PDF on Cellfi, and the full PDF on Gumroad. It's all about the 5G deployment. Go to wade4wireless.com and look for 5G Deployment Plan. It's in there, just for you. Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. And welcome back for another episode of Wade for Wireless with all your wireless updates, news, and information. Just sit back and relax. I'd like to thank Tower Tracker Pro for sponsoring this program. That's right, TowerTrackerPro.com. What they do, they have a software as a service that will walk you through your closeout package when you're at the tower. So your tower crew can visit the tower once and get it right the first time. And they can have it verified, modified, and audit it before they even leave the tower by uploading the entire package and having someone back at the office look at all the pictures, go through it step by step, and make sure that all the metadata is in there. For instance, like the GPS, the time, date, stamps, and all that. Make sure you have all that information in there. It walks you through step by step. And you can also see if the pictures are picture perfect, making sure that you can see the serial numbers, the information for each sector, alpha, omega, and beta. Alpha, beta, beta, ah, you know what I mean. But anyway, each sector is perfect. So you want to make sure you have that for Tower Tracker Pro, towertrackerpro.com. Today, let's talk about what is NB IoT and how will we use it? IoT, Internet of Things, in case you didn't know. NB, narrowband. Narrowband is not wideband. Say, when we think of LTE now in today's words, uh, today's words, <laughs> in today's world with the carrier, it's broadband, right? That's what we're thinking of. But you know what? There's narrowband out there. So if you're curious about IoT, there's different flavors. And one of the flavors I want to talk about is specifically narrowband today. Because in 5G, we always think about broadband and trying to get as much bandwidth and spectrum as we possibly can. But narrowband is really going to be a game changer with IoT for several reasons. One thing is it's going to be part of the HetNet. So with 5G, you're going to have network slices, which means you could have four or five different wireless networks. And when I say different networks, I'm not talking about regions. I'm talking side by side. You could have the broadband network for the smartphones. You could have an extreme broadband network for, say, virtual reality business case. But you could also have a narrowband network for IoT, Internet of Things. But the thing with the narrowband is the reason you want narrowband is because it's easy on the battery. Battery life matters, right? The other thing is internet of things, machines, machine to machine, they don't need a lot of bandwidth. They send out these short little bursts of data. That's what they really care about. I'd like to take a moment to thank my sponsors, Tower Safety and Instruction, found at towersafety.com. I'd like to thank them for all the good work they do in training. They're an accredited school out in Phoenix, Arizona, but they serve people nationwide for all your tower training, safety, and drone training needs. So when you think about all the data that goes out there and think about your smartphone, the more you're on your smartphone drawing down bandwidth or trying to read email or things like that, that's what sucks up the battery. Plus, your smartphone is live all the time looking for data, looking for data. Did I get an email? Did I get an email? Do I get a text? Is a text coming in? Am I sending a text out? That sucks up battery. Battery is critical with IoT because the machines 
are going to have one purpose. I'm going to make this simple for you. Let's say at a levee for water, you have just a sensor and you're going to put it out. Let's pick New Orleans. You know, you want to know if the water is going to come up over the levee. So you have something out there, a little sensor. It's going to be battery operated. You don't exactly have a, a power line nearby and you have a radio in it. So what it's going to do is probably only wake up when it has to send something or wake up when it gets a ping and it says, hey, what's the status? And it says everything's normal. So what they figured out is pretty much how to get these batteries to last 10 years. Is it out yet? Well, they're still working on it. They say it's coming out soon, but that's why we have narrowband. Narrowband doesn't wake everything up all the time. It pretty much just looks for it. If it's ready to wake up, then it sends a ping. Now your receiver's listening most of the time, or you can set it up to listen for time of day, a certain time of day. But if something happens that triggers this, you want the battery to have enough oomph, enough juice to go out there and say, hey, I'm alive and I got a problem. That's when they go out there. And uh, that's when they want to sing. They want to sing and say, I got a problem. Get to me. Water's coming over the levee. That's when it's critical. You don't want a dead battery in that case. So that's really one of the main things. So that's why it's funny that people use 5G and IoT interchangeably. That's one of the reasons why is because they're coming out with new networks, new systems. I don't go into it here as much, but with narrowband, you can do a lot with low power. You don't necessarily need high power, which you don't need it with broadband, but broadband, you have power per bit. The fewer bits, the less power you need. You sort of got to look at it that way. It's like your thermostat in the house. It's only going to send out a short little burst saying, you know, it's, let's say it's 35 degrees Fahrenheit. So, hey, it's really cold. It's 35 degrees. Better turn the heat on. Or it's 35 degrees. The heat did not come on. We got a problem. The other thing is you don't need to fancy antennas with narrowband. You pretty much can make do with a single in, single out. You know, you don't need MIMO. You just have SISO. S-I-S-O. Transmits power is very low. It's really easy. You know, it just, it's a very focused, specific service. Now, why would you build these networks when you have something so small out there? Because the Internet of Things is going to have millions and millions of devices. And they all are going to have millions of batteries. So what you want to do is have a specific network just so they can communicate and send their short little bursts of data and that the device is only waking up when it has to be, when it has data to send, or when you want to ping it and retrieve data. It's just like the meters, the smart meters are putting out. You don't necessarily need the meter to be responding all the time. For a power meter, they might have a way to siphon power off the power grid. But for gas meters, for water meters, they don't want to run power to everybody's house so they can read a meter, right? So what they're going to do is put a battery in there and they're going to hope that battery lasts for five to 10 years and they can ping it, say, once a week, once a month. Or if they give you the ability, maybe you can ping it real time once a week or once a day. That way the battery doesn't die when it's not being pinged or when it's not sending out an update. And it may have a clock in there and it may send out the update a specific time or it may wait to be pinged by, say, the knock sure there's going to be a knock in here somewhere. But you also want low latency. When you want to look at it, you want something there very quickly, almost real time. So when you want to ping it, you want to be able to pull that data real time. That's another thing. The applications are going to be huge too, because that thing's probably just going to give you so much data, or it's going to read an internal meter. You know, that's how they work now. So that's what you're going to want to do. 
Now, for Internet of Things, there's so many possibilities. Now, I just brought up a few smart meters, sensors, things like that. You could also have like fence alarms. You could have meters tracking gauges in a building. You could have almost just anything you can imagine out there that you could sense wind speed, temperature, again, uh, humidistat. That's something we used to have on the dishes, a humidistat. And what it would do on the big dishes for microwave at a remote location, you had heaters on them because obviously they could fill up with snow. Now you could put anything on them you wanted. Like one of the old tricks was Pam, you know, that stuff you spray on the cooking pans to make them no stick. And it was called Pam, P-A-M. Well, you could spray stuff on like that. They had all kinds of stuff, you know, that would keep the water off, keep the snow off. Snow and ice is your enemy in that case because you have a microwave link. You either want to transmit or receive on it, and you want to be sure that no snow is going to lay on it. The more snow you have, you lose your signal. That's bad. That's a service call. You got to drive three or four hours, which I have done. So you want to make sure that you have a humidistat on it and a heater. You put the heater in the back of the panel. The humidistat, you don't want a heater going off all the time just because it's cold, okay? Why? Because when it's cold, you don't care. It's the, the, the humidity, the water, the snow. So you want it to be cold and wet. So when it starts snowing, this humidistat not only says, hey, it's below freezing, 30 degrees Fahrenheit or negative two Celsius, I also sense snow. Snow landed on my meter and it's melting. I sense water and snow. If it's raining below freezing, that means you have ice that's going to build up on your dish. And trust me, ice builds up on antennas. I've had more than, more than one of those calls. So now you have something out there that's telling you that the humidistat's sensing something, snow, cold, and that your heater's running. Now, a lot of you are probably wondering, well, why don't you want the heater running all the time, anytime it's cold? Because I don't want to pay the electric bill to heat up a dish that's outside every day, every night. I don't want the heater to be running. Normally they run off 220 just to save power, but I only want it to run when I absolutely positively need it. Sorry, got off on a tangent there a little bit, but I think with narrow band, we're going to look at roughly 200 kilohertz of bandwidth, which is more than paging had years ago. So it's, it's still a good bit of bandwidth. It's nowhere near what we need now. You know, now we're looking for megahertz or even a gigabit of bandwidth, or I'm sorry, a gigahertz of bandwidth. So we can pass a gigabit per second, but it's not really like that. But that's what we're trying to do. That's the goal to get as much bandwidth as possible for the smartphones, for data, virtual reality, but Internet of Things, the machines don't need that. They just need something very narrow, which the FCC here in the U.S. has released some of the spectrum that we can use. Now, a lot of companies, for instance, um, let me think here. I know who it is. Sigfox, a company I was trying to think of. Sigfox is using the ISM band, which is license-free, and I think it's 915 megahertz that they're in. Is it 915 or 928? Sort of drawing a blank here. You know what? I take it back. It was 902 megahertz network here in the U.S. that they're building up. So give them credit. They're going to build that up. They have the venture capital. They have sites out there. It's pretty impressive what they already have. So it's something that we look at and we take it for granted that we can't do anything with it because now we're so spectrum hungry. That's all we think about. Spectrum, spectrum, spectrum. I need more spectrum. I need more bandwidth. But you know what? They figured out how to build a business model around something that only uses a little bit of bandwidth, which is machine to machine. So that's, that's pretty cool that they do that. All right. Well, that was it. I just wanted to go over the different types of networking you have and you have narrow band, specifically narrow band IOT. I hope I explained it like in layman's terms, but 
The other good thing about this is it's very cost effective to have these narrowband systems. You can pretty much put up an omni antenna. You don't necessarily need sectors, although it would help your coverage if you had a little more gain out of each of those antennas. You could have short cables, 900 megahertz allows you to do a lot. So you don't necessarily need to have the, the antenna and the device all into one like you will when the, we get to the higher spectrums because 900 megahertz, very reasonable. With that said, who knows what we'll have in the future. And a lot of these devices for in-house, you know, they use a Wi-Fi spectrum or they use 2.4 gigahertz, which is very short, very narrow, or they use some type of Bluetooth, which again, I think is in the 5.8 spectrum, 5.8 gigahertz. That's about it for today, folks. Short, sweet, to the point. Remember, be smart, be safe, and pay attention. See ya. Don't forget, you have the wireless deployment handbook out there. That's right, at wadeforwireless.com. You have the wireless deployment handbook that is on sale now, and now it's available in paperback on Amazon. Can you believe it? Wireless deployment handbook, available on Amazon in Kindle version and paperback, and also available in PDF. Go ahead, check it out, wadeforwireless.com. <laughs>
I'm not saying I have a detailed five-page business plan for everything. I just basically have a page. But the whole idea is to help you build a private 5G system. What would it take to deploy a 5G system? What would the business case look like? What what is network slicing? Uh, how does it tie into five? I'm sorry. How does 5G tie into IoT? Will LTE be a part of 5G? Of course it will. You know, plot spoiler there. The beauty of 5G that it is included in so many networks. When LTE came out, we associated 4G with LTE. And that's something we've done in the past. 3G, CDMA and GSM, 4G, LTE. The HetNets were something that L- that 4G made available. Like you could use Wi-Fi and you could have LTE. And all of a sudden, voice was voice over IP, which is Volte, voice over LTE. And we're going to have all that as part of 5G. But 5G is going to be more than just that big broadband network. We're going to lower latency by using the cloud and bringing the data processing closer to you. We're going to really improve the handoff between, say, even Wi-Fi or LTEU and the license spectrum. There's going to be more on license spectrum. We're going to use millimeter wave. We're going to have... We're going to have centimeter wave. We're going to have so much higher band spectrum for a specific purpose. And 3.5 gigahertz is going to be huge. It's really exciting. We're going to have so much data out there and we're going to be able to use it all, but it's not all going to be broadband. We're also going to have low latency systems, which is, you know, pretty cool when you think about it because it's going to be a narrow band system that just gives you a little short burst of data that you can use for machine to machine communications. The CBRS network uh, band is very exciting, which is 3.5 gig citizens broadband radio service. That's here in the U S it's 3.5 gigahertz in the U S but it's very exciting. That's what we're going to use IOT to connect to millions. And I'm telling you, it's over 110 pages. I'm very excited. I have the table of contents in there. If you just go to wadeforwireless.com. And look for the post that says the 5G deployment handbook. That's right. The 5G deployment plan. That's what we're looking for. The 5G deployment plan. All right, everyone. Just wanted to make the announcement. The book's finally out. So be smart, be safe, and pay attention. Don't forget about the book, the 5G deployment plan. See ya.